Welcome to Improv for the Podcast. On this week's episode, we are joined by Austin Irving, who will tell us all about her improvisational journey. We'll play a couple games and most importantly, learn how she improved her life. Let's hit it. Welcome to Improv for the Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lee Evans. And today we are joined by the incredibly talented photographer, artist, improviser, Austin Irving. Austin, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing this evening? Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm doing quite well. Uh, Couldn't be better, actually. Feeling really good. Thank you for asking. All right. All right. Well, we're so glad you're here. Thank you for wearing, uh, you know, seasonally appropriate colors. I myself, I'm trying to camouflage into the wall this week. (laughs) You know, because on, on any show with an interview, it's it's the host's job to kind of blend in and let the guests shine. I'm ready to do that for you, Michael. I'm ready to shine. Thank you. Thank you for bringing the star power. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm taking that very literally this week. Um, Austin, so for our audience members at home who might not know, what is your relationship to Improv for the People and the studio? Uh, let's see. I've been at the studio for a, a little over a year now. All right. Yeah, That's amazing. a little over a year. Happy one year. Thank you so much. Yeah, it feels great. All right, so you've been doing improv here at IFTP for a little over a year, and uh, what what have you done? Like Wednesday night classes, or uh, let's see, I started out on Monday. On Monday, and then there was a scheduling snafu, ah. and I, I on a whim went to Wednesday, and never looked back. The Wednesday whim. The Wednesday whim. It was Wednesday a. Whim. Uh, just, just really enjoy that, um, that group of people. It's really quite delightful. I do as well. I, I am a little biased. Shout out the Wednesday class. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we were in the Wednesday That's class right. together for and a time. And it was just a delight. It was. Yeah. It was. All right. Well, Austin, we're going to dive into your improv experience okay. a little more later. Uh, I don't want to open things up too much yet, All right. but before we do, as is tradition here on improv for the podcast, we're going to play a little three things. Okay. All Very right. Good. All right. I'm ready. Uh, so, uh, in this game, of course, it's always personal. I've done a bit of digging about Austin Irving. Google that. <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, we're going to see what's up. So Austin, do you have any questions before we play three things? Uh, right now? No. Yeah. I think you got it. No questions. Right? I'll list a category. You tell me three things from it. I'm going to do it. Great. Here we go. Yeah. All right. These are three things. <gasps> Types of noodle. Oh, we have ramen. One. We have rice. Two. And we have spaghetti. Three. These are three things. Uh, things that make someone a New Yorker. Oh, that's easy. Um, trip on your shoulder. Uh, really good at hailing a cab. Two. Uh, uh, screaming. Scream, street screaming. Three. Yeah. These are three things. All right. Last category. Artists slash photographers that inspire you. Oh, God, that's tough. Um, let's see. Uh, we have the Beshers. One. We have uh, Candida Hoffer. Two. And then we have Thomas Demand. Three. These are three things or people. Uh, well done. Well done. Well done. All right. All right. Okay. I got to open it up. Your noodle takes. I, you know, when I thought of the noodle category, I think I immediately was like rigatoni, macaroni, you know, all that. But I, I love you were just like ramen, rice, spaghetti. Boom. Classic. You made it a lot simpler. Yeah. 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 I was trying to think of all these like absurd noodle types in my head. Well, we <laughs> did recently talk about ramen. That's true. So I had that on yeah. in my back pocket. Yeah. And I really want some now. Mm. So yeah, I had some uh, over the weekend. So isn't that nice for you? Yeah. Yeah. Actually it really was. Thank you so much. So warm. So yeah. Delicious. It was delicious. So you had oh, some egg in there, so you know, some, oh, some clean onions. Oh. oh yeah. Very good. Know, I always throw in the chili oil. Ooh. Mm. Classic. I, okay. I'm getting hungry. I already ate dinner, <laughs> but 
Uh, yeah. Okay. So solid noodle choices. And yeah, for context, we did talk about ramen before we started recording. So fresh on the brain. Um, if you had to pick one favorite type of noodle right now that you were going to spend the rest of your life with, what would it be? Favorite type of noodle for all eternity. So this yeah. is an eternity noodle. Yeah. This is a monogamous noodle. Okay. I think I'd have to say rice noodle. Rice noodle. Yeah. Mm, I really like rice noodle. I like Vietnamese food. Oh, yeah. I went out for a second. I like Vietnamese Rice noodles. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good choice. I, like a little lighter. Yeah, that's true. It's that's not true. not so light because, you know, it can, ramen can really sit there for yeah, a minute. Yeah. It can get pretty heavy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good choice. It's worth I, it. I would probably pick a, an, an egg noodle. An egg. Okay. Yeah. But I, I envy the agility that you're still going to have. <laughs> Got to think about the future if this is a forever noodle. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's yeah. true. I'm thinking about the now, not the long term. <laughs> All right. Good start. Good start. That second category, things that make someone a New Yorker. So Austin, why did I ask you about New York? That was where I was forged. I was forged in that town, born and bred. Yep. Yep. That, that is research available information Mm. that I'm I'm from the fires of New York. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I, um, yeah, it's where I grew up. I grew up, uh, it's a, it was a very, um, strange place to be a child. I grew up right Mm. on uh, 29th street and eighth Avenue, which Mm. is, uh, very close to Penn Station and okay. Madison Square Garden. Okay. In fact, there MSG, was like a, yeah. there was like a, uh, a like a an a, not an alley, but this there was like a break between two blocks of buildings, and I could see this, the the uh, the side of Madison Square Garden from my bedroom window, which is a very strange. I mean, it's wow. just a yeah. lot. It's a high energy yeah. part I mean, of an already venue. high energy yeah. place. So, um, but it was really cool. I grew up in this really cool. Um, building used to be a factory. It was this loft, very industrial. So rad. I mean, when you're a kid, you don't know any more than that. Climbing around on my water tower, just having cool city fun. Yeah. I was very, spider, very spider woman. Yeah. Totally. Wow. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, if I needed to learn how to hail a taxi, what would, can you, can you give me a demonstration right now? Yeah. Right now. Okay. Yeah. Should I do, am I taking this off and doing it? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Sorry, audio it's listeners. Okay. You have to, it's really about the confidence. Mm, mm. You have to get out into the middle. Uh, of the okay, just make yeah, yourself known. Make yourself known. Make really yourself known. Like, try to make eye contact. Oh. Well, and it's really, it's very like urgent. It's okay. an urgent thing. Eye contact, urgent. Make yourself yeah. known. And you, it's it's a confidence thing too. Okay. It's a confidence thing because if you if you if you just are like. Yeah. You're going to splash no in the face. Yeah. No like no one will, they'll get, they'll just run you right down. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's confidence, urgency and, um, attitude and you can never let someone else take your cab. Yeah. Cause that's then it's like, gonna, yeah, yeah, you can't, that's yeah. All right. So, all right. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. I've been, it's been a few years since I've been to New York and last time I just took the subway. So I okay. get it. But next time I'm there, you know, I'm going to have that taxi energy. Taxi energy. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you. Austin, for that <laughs> tutorial. Welcome. That's a good tourist tip for everyone. <laughs> what to do next time. Yeah. You're there. All right. Um, that final category, artists and photographers that oh, inspire yeah. you. Oh yeah. Um, oh man. The, Bursch? The Beshers. Beshers. Yeah, Beshers, yeah. Candida, and then I can't remember the third one. Beshers uh, as a husband and wife team. Mm. Um, actually, um, all of the photographers and artists that I chose uh, are German, interestingly enough. Uh-huh. I just realized that. Um, uh, the Beshers and then Candida Hoffer, mm. um, who's, you know, it's, it's uh, our fine art and photography is still, uh, especially fine art photography is still a, a man's game. There's quite mm. a lot of um, famous male photographers. And, um, I really just, she's just so unbelievably rad and she just, um, she's like a living legend. And, um, 
she also works with a similar camera format as me, and I just mm. I just think her work is pretty incredible. Um, and then Thomas Demand, uh, he he's more of a, a sculpture artist. He mm. builds these incredible, super lifelike sets with um, paper, and then mm. photographs them with a large format camera, which wow. is the kind of camera I use. And uh, um, they're amazing. And then he and then he destroys them, and then they're gone. Am I cutting in and out? Is it cool? It sounds good. Okay, good. Sounds um, good. Yeah. Anyhow, they're all, I'm a large format photographer, so I gravitate towards other um, artists who use that medium. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Cause you're like, how, how are you using this tool? Right. Mm -hmm. What are you creating? And I think that's interesting that he destroys it afterwards. So he captures it in a photo and then mm -hmm. it's gone. Yeah. It's gone. Kind of reminds me of something like improv. Oh, it, <laughs> Whoa. It, it is. It's really, yeah. you have to, it's ephemeral in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's there, you know, it lives in the moment and then Gonzo. Gone. Gone. Yeah. And you either witness it, you know, or it's not there. It's not there. And I mean, at least, at least he gets pictures of it. You know? I know. <laughs> yeah. We, we can't even do that. Like, it's true. That's but, true. Although it's funny too, when you see recordings of improv shows, cause mm -hmm. it's so, I mean, you, I'm sure it's, it's just so much more fun in the audience yeah. over there physically. Yeah. So it's like, if you ever want to watch a video of people having more fun than you just right. watch an improv performance. <laughs> it's really yeah. quite fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have a DVD of like, uh, of like improv shows and it's like, that's dorky yeah it is it's not of mine of, uh, no that would be weird if it were mine but yeah and i watched like the whole thing like just to learn from yeah, but no of course i am it's, envious of everyone who's yeah it looks like fun yeah yeah so uh if yeah if you ever want to feel bad about yourself just look up other people doing just improv on youtube enjoying them their lives yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, thank you for sharing of Austin course. and diving into those categories yeah. a little bit. Um, but we're here tonight, of course, on improv for the podcast on a, on our journey to fully light our sign, you know, we're, we're building towards it week over week. Um, I want to ask you Austin yeah. about your journey with improv and where it started. Um, so I want to ask when was the first time in your life that you heard about improv? You not necessarily started doing it just like heard like, Oh, improv, that's a thing first learned about it um gosh I don't know that I could pinpoint the exact uh I think I I've come from a family of actors mm. so I think all the various forms of acting were kind of always swirling around and yeah I saw a lot of theater as a, as a kid and mm. um you know growing in, in in New York especially yeah, it's, you I, got you kind of have you to, got yeah. access so you might as well just delight in that um no I don't I don't so I couldn't I couldn't pinpoint it I think I think maybe but maybe when I was a bit older and I could understand mm. the difference between stand up and, and improv and yeah. then I was like, yeah. Oh, cool. But, um, you know, UCB in New York was mm -hmm. literally the, that theater was next door to my supermarket. Wow. So it was always like kind of annoying actually. Cause yeah. there was yeah. all these lines and I'm like, I'm just trying to go cereal. Yeah. Like, like yeah. <laughs> you know, and grocery shopping in, in, in New York city is also just stress. You know, you yeah. can't, it's like heaven forbid you bring like a liquid, you have to like carry it up 10 yeah, flights. It's heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like so it was already it. like fraught, but no, I, um, uh, the, the, my first, uh, desire to do improv was mm. actually born from a fear of public speaking. Mm. I did not want to be an actor. I was not interested in acting. That was kind of like the rest of my family. They, they excelled greatly in that. And mm. I just was had like stage fright as a kid. Um, but mm. I, I realized if I was going to be, uh, you know, a, a, a internationally renowned artist, I'm going to have to be able to speak clearly in front of large groups of people, small, yeah. any, anyone, I just had to be confident speaking publicly. And I decided to take a class at UCB in New wow. York. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it was, it was really hard. 
Yeah. It was terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. It was like an intense, it was like a summer intensive. So it was many days a wow. week and I was, it was like an exposure practice. I was like, uh, yeah. uh, uh, and, yeah. and actually it wasn't until we played that game. I'm sure you know the name of it. I can't remember the name. Um, where you jump, where you start singing and then you hot jump spot. hot spot. Yeah. It wasn't until that where I was like, wait a second. I do this all day. Like yeah, this is something yeah. I do at home. And I was so into it. And then from that moment on, I was like, wait, this is really fun. Oh, the end, you know, and then, yeah. Yeah. And then when yeah. I moved to LA, I just continued my classes at the UCB here. Wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I studied at UCB in LA and I know I've, you know, I've read a ton of books like Amy Poehler's sure. books. So I'm very, I love like, you know, the early like UCB days and just, you know, it's, it's foundations in New mm-hmm. York, right. It's so influential on, kind of modern improv as totally. it is today. I mean, I, yeah, I went there. A number of our guests who've come on have studied there. So it's, yeah, it's, it's an important place. I totally. mean, I learned hotspot there too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it was, and it's funny, game. the LA, the LA classes are very, felt different than, the, I mean, as anything would be sure, in New York and sure. LA, but yeah, um, the coastal difference. It was a little and, less intense yeah. in LA. So yeah. I was happy to be, I think everything is <laughs> yeah. a little less intense. It's that West coast kind of laid back little, mindset. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, yeah. uh, yeah, I had, I had, and I, I did, I took the, those classes for many years. It was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, I'm going to say we're a softer bunch over here, you know, than the East Coast. You know, and <laughs> the hardness, why? You don't have, why do you have to be so hard? You know, it yeah. doesn't, yeah. I'm not missing that energy right sure, now. So, sure. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, if I think about it, I'm like, oh man, if I were on stage with a bunch of like East Coast improvisers, oh, they'd like bully me in a good way, you know, but you know, it's a different, yeah, yeah. it's a different energy for sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Okay. So you started at UCB. That uh-huh. was your uh-huh. first exposure uh-huh. to improv and you jumped in cause you know, you're on your path. You are, I, I believe an internationally renowned artist from what I can tell. And I've seen some of your work, austinirving.com. You should check it out. Some amazing, <laughs> beautiful, large format photography. There you go. Perfect. Some great stuff. Some great Thank stuff. You. Um, so you were like, I got to know how to public speak, right? Which is such an important skill. You jumped into improv and you said you kind of, you didn't like it at first. You kind of hated it. Yeah. Was it, was it tough? And did you feel that like, were other people there just to be actors or trying to get on SNL or what was their motivation? Um, I guess you mean my first class? Yeah, yeah, uh, my first class. I think I was so consumed by my own uh, anxiety, I truly did not pay attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that was actually part of why it's so hard at first is because you're so self-conscious. Mm-hmm. And I think once I was able to let go of the fear of being just a total idiot and like making a fool of myself, that's yeah. when it you know became really, really fun. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was hard to do yeah. initially. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. but very, very useful hmm. in general, not even just public speaking, but just in general to not take things so seriously and, um, and let the little ham inside of me mm. fly <laughs> ham flight, ham flight. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think we all need to do yeah. that to learn how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so at some point you moved from New York to Los Angeles uh-huh. and you continued your improv study. So uh-huh. how long would you say have you been studying improv, working it in your craft? Let's see, it was probably about five or six years. And then I, and then I had to stop all acting. Mm. Um, uh, and then I guess now this next, this past year, but there was a very clear a moment where I had to, I had to not um, be, I had to not, pres- I couldn't 
let's see, I was in, re I had to recover from mm. some stuff and it yeah, was very difficult. Yeah, yeah. It was difficult to be on display yeah. to be like, um, to be, to have to be pretty. Like it was just sort of like, I don't, I can't do that right now. Yeah. But and in yeah. fact, improv IFTP has been instrumental in a lot of the recovery stuff, mm. which is really, really cool because, um, even though improv in the beginning, uh, was very liberating. I was still operating with like an eating disorder mind, which is mm. very, very restrictive and like not, not a lot of joy yeah. being <laughs> allowed through. Um, and then uh, once I found um, our studio, I, I just realized how, how badly I had been missing that, um, mm. that freedom yeah. after I had done a lot of recovery work stuff. So it's been a huge part of my um, journey towards just, feeling comfortable hmm. as a person with a body in the world. Yeah. So yeah, for that reason, it's been, it's been medicinal even yeah. IFTP. Yeah. It's yeah. been a, it's a wonderful place for that. Yeah. 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 And we, I had um, Sid on just a couple weeks oh, ago yeah, and that yeah. was, that was something we talked about as kind of improv as therapy, yeah, yeah. you know, something like you said, it's kind of a place you can come and just for two and a half hours while you're here, you get just a little bit of joy, you know, yeah. and do something totally different yeah. from the rest of your life, you know, just sit in a room with some great people yeah. and you're laughing at them. They're laughing at you. And it's, it's all so positive and encouraging yeah. and accepting. Yeah. And it's, it's such a, it's such a sacred time. Like, I, I know more. for me, when I came here, I, I hadn't done improv for a few years. I mean, cause of the pandemic and just, you know, lots of stuff. Right. Cause I started a, at IFTP in like uh, September 2021, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. And just coming in here was, oh, I was like, I've needed this for a few years now. <laughs> yeah, you and don't even realize it. it. And then I think actually after one of my first classes, I, I, I had Jamie on the Monday night, mm. and I think <laughs> I like went up to him and then cried at him. I was like, I have it. <laughs> thank you and he's like okay like, <laughs> he's like yep it's yeah it's very powerful yeah, yeah i think yeah, i absolutely. shed a tear i definitely shed a tear because it was like a release of you know clamp down yeah 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 and like you can kind of come into improv into an improv class at here at improv for the people or you know any improv class i think <laughs> um, but you know not to toot our own horn but i am uh and it's it is an opportunity just to kind of uh, you know let loose and you can just be someone that you can't always be yeah. everywhere else totally and just uh, get it out. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. What? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I think they should teach it in schools. Yeah. I think it should be a mandatory thing. I mean, yeah. I know that's an awkward time in general, but like yeah. it's very, it's confidence building. Yeah. Yeah. When I, uh, I, I used to be a middle school teacher. Uh, oh, that's right. I, worked, I think I knew. Yeah. That. Yeah. And uh, I did try early <laughs> in my education career. I did try to like, do an improv class and I I don't blame the kids at all. It was definitely my fault. Like it didn't go as well as it could have. Because okay. <laughs> I think I was just like trying to figure out how to be a teacher first. Right, so like right, I right. was just, you know, I had a lot of things I was struggling right. with. But like I I had a core group of kids who really held it down for me and we did have a lot of fun. It got messy, but yeah, we had fun. Good. And uh I think I'm getting middle schoolers to do that too. It's just can be really tough yeah. because that's an age where God, it's so awkward. You don't want to get God. up in front of people no. and yeah, just everything is uh, I had yeah. terrible stage. We had to be, everyone had to be in the school plays because mm. I went to kind of a small school and yeah. I just was like, I just like, dreaded it. 
thinking that I was in the Wizard of Oz and I was like tree number two. And I was like, that's the I best tree it. in the show. I was like, okay. The, like I threw like an apple at Dorothy and I was like, ah. <laughs> that was it. Like it just was terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fun thing to get to do though. Throw, throw an apple at Dorothy. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> just curl an apple. Hey, Austin, yeah. uh, just a note for you. A great, <laughs> great throw. that You just nailed it. Keep that up. I want to see that in the show tonight. Hi. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but that, that is such a tough age to get kids to, to jump up there on That's stage. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely tough. And I mean, I myself, well, I... I was into it at that age, but I know I was rare. Like not right. everyone well, you were, <laughs> digs you it. You did music with her. Yeah, yeah. So you were the kid who actually wanted to be on stage. Yeah, I was. I was like, come on, <laughs> sing Les Mis for everybody. Uh, yeah. Well, you know. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, at camp. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Um, miss that show, Les Mis. Um, yeah. Okay. So I want to jump back a little bit back to your UCB days. Oh, okay. And uh, as you're taking these classes, you you know you finish your intensive. And after you finished that intensive, you, you kept going, you kept coming back to, to UCB, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Yeah. I kept going back and, and you know, UCB is, is very structured, you know, yeah. there's one one, one two, da, da, da. Um, so I just kept taking the next class up. Yeah. Um, and I, I got up to when you needed to start auditioning for the teams. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I did, you know, a bunch of classes and, um, I think it, I didn't, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't trying to be discovered for yeah. SNL. Yeah, and that, you were just doing I it. I was just, yeah. Um, I was doing other acting stuff and uh, this, it all kind of informed itself, you know, with the more dramatic stuff. But yeah, um, of course. It was a very, it wasn't, it had a, like a intensity mm. for people who really, you know, it was, there was a lot of competition and. Yeah. Um, there weren't as many girls, which I was bummed mm. out about. I like that the studio has a pretty even, yeah. uh, you know, there's no gender disparity on that level. Yeah. And, uh, so there was a, it was a, you know, guy humors can, can sometimes be a slightly, if it's like a whole group of them doing it, it's sort of, sometimes I felt a little left out, but yeah. I didn't really, it wasn't like this thing I had, it wasn't like my career choice for all eternity. So I didn't, I didn't really care that much, I guess, but, yeah. um, yeah, I guess, I don't know. There was a, maybe I thought I would have joined. I was on a team, um, a group, uh, an all girl group once, and we mm. had a lot of rehearsals, but we never actually performed, which is kind of a bummer because that's mm. kind of what it's about. Yeah. Um, so like, we're building, we're building, we're building. building and, and then, then it never, it was a little yeah. anticlimactic, but it was fun yeah. to, to just to get it, to think about it and to, yeah, just to practice. Yeah, just to practice. Really study and yeah. take notes and coach each other. Yeah. And, yeah. So I think, that's really amazing that it went from this, something that you just started. You're like, okay, I want to get better at public speaking. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm going to like this, but I mean, right off the bat, you signed up for an intensive. Yeah. Like that's a bold choice. I'm a Sagittarius. I don't uh, do anything halfway. Uh, it's very like go. all there the way go. in. Do yeah. it. Yeah. There's yeah. no halvesies. Yeah. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. Cause I think, especially with something like improv, you know, I think you have to, that Sagittarius mindset, to, right? Yeah. yeah. You gotta, you gotta go for the whole really thing. Really do, yeah. yeah. And then you get the most out of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think you have done that with improv. Like you went through the UCB course, you know, you studied, you practiced, refined your craft there. You came out here to LA, you did more, you came to IFTP. Like that's, oh my gosh, the skills and the knowledge and experience you have in improv is amazing, Austin. Thank you. Thank um, you so much. Yeah. Recognizing my journey. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean, you've got, that's like, 
you know, that's how you've done a lot of high level stuff. I guess so. I mean, I haven't done that many, that much performing though, which I think is a little, it's a different thing. Although I did have my very first show here, which I hadn't performed an improv in front of, you know, an audience in in a really long time. And Mm. and it was, what do I say? It was exquisite. It Mm. was, I was so sad when it was over. I was just like, why we could keep going. It was, it was so much fun. Um, And I felt so lucky that I got to be, there with all you know and we just did such a great job it was mm. so i had so much fun um and i could see myself going and doing that more often yeah yeah it's really fun oh, and daryl made little um like he had the the image of the flyer the canvas printed things, on right? the canvas thing yeah but um he didn't make one for everybody and I was so jealous, and then I made him make me one. Yeah. And now I have it, and it's hanging on my wall. Hot seat, Daryl. <laughs> yeah. And Daryl was so sweet about it. He was like, I have it, I have it. Um, I don't know. He probably think that he probably thought I didn't want it, but he was wrong. <laughs> yeah. I wanted it really bad. Give me that. <laughs> I was like, give it to yeah. me. Um, so now I have it, and it's just a wonderful marker because, you yeah. know, I, there was a It's momentous. Wow, it's momentous, and, and yeah. it's nice to have that memento. And I, uh, I just, you know, there was definitely periods of time where I thought I would never – act again or perform or do anything because yeah. it was so untenable to be in my body. I was just like, Oh, like there's no way. So to do it and to have so much fun and for it to go so well yeah. was a huge win for me. Yeah. It was a huge win for me. Absolutely. So I think very proud of myself. I was in the show after that one. So unfortunately oh. I didn't get to see your show, but I wish oh, I bummer. had. Yeah. I wish I'd seen your show. <laughs> yeah. We miss it. Yeah. The ships yeah. in the night. Yeah. <laughs> but you've done a lot of performing here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I've been very yeah. fortunate that yeah. I've had the opportunity. That's it's so it's just so chill. It's not yeah. like a thing. It didn't I thought yeah. it was going to be like a big scary thing, but it really wasn't. It yeah. was delight. The the first show I did here, I was also incredibly nervous cuz it okay. had been a long time and like my my girlfriend at the time, yeah. she was like the whole time we had known each other, I hadn't really been doing like improv okay. or anything like that, even though like on the scale of my life, like acting and performing has been a huge part of it. Right. It's just in that that short oh, time and then the pandemic, like the, none of that was happening. So right. that was her first chance to like see me perform something. Right. So I remember being like, oh my God, there's this whole part of me like she doesn't even know right. yet. I mean, right. now she's my wife, so it worked I was out. Say but it. yeah. <laughs> Must have gone well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't totally bomb, you know, but it was, I just remember that was, I was like, this is crazy. Like she yeah. doesn't know that I do, like this has been me right. for so right. long. Right. Yeah. I think it sounds like for you too, it was something totally. like you're getting back in touch with like, this has been a part of my life. I mean, I think you've always been involved in the arts, right? In some capacity, yes, absolutely. like your parents just growing up, probably surrounded by that environment. And then you yourself personally in your own pursuits. Yeah. Yep. Have you seen during your career, both as a photographer and an improviser, um, let's maybe focusing on the New York days. Sure. We'll, we'll get to LA, but yeah. in the New York days, was there any like, crossover do you feel and like maybe some of the skills or just like practices or tools that you learned in improv that were helpful in your artistic work in photography or vice versa um i would have to say i don't think i reaped the benefits of any of that cross-pollination until i moved to los angeles Mm. because it was actually shortly after i took that first class that i moved so there wasn't a lot of um in new york it 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 felt to me and i I've heard other people say this, that it's, it's difficult to do a lot of different things. It's difficult mm. to be an artist and an you know, actor. It's, yeah. you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, you kind of have to pick one and just go hard or go home kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. There's so much competition. Yeah. Um, and I felt 
very liberated by the fact that Los Angeles didn't, it was almost welcoming to be like, yeah. Oh, you do this. And, and it was exciting that the, the fact that these different art forms could inform, mm. I, I don't think I had ever really even considered that <laughs> before because yeah. I was such a diehard New Yorker. And it's just like, um, you know, the more you suffer, the more it shows you really care. <laughs> yeah. Suffer for your art. Suffer, yeah. You know, and, and I didn't feel blood, like sweat, tears. there was a lot of blood, sweat and tears. And I don't, I didn't want to subscribe to that anymore mm. because I don't, I would I choose joy over suffering is and whenever possible. <laughs> yeah, I feel um, like most people should try and do that. But in yeah. New York, I don't think it's it's a badge of honor to suffer. Mm, so yeah, uh, for some people, chip on your shoulder, little chips. You know? Yeah, little yeah. chips there. Um, but yeah, I think I saw that that mm. that the the benefits of those of those things um, colliding uh, mostly you know with uh, with networking and like mm. being having to be on in a way where it doesn't feel forced, you know, and yeah. um, just comfortable and, and, you know, mm. like lectures and, and whatever you have to do, uh, talks, interviews, all, all of the above, you know, so it was, it was nice to have um, the, a the acting practice was, was wonderful for that because then it yeah, didn't I feel so it. weird to like yeah. do all, it was just another thing I did in front of people. Actually, mm. weirdly enough, auditioning for commercials mm. was probably the most, weirdly the most helpful because you had to, yeah. you had, you, and there was a very small chance I was going to get anything, right? It mm. was so slim, but you go in, you do it, you, you give everything and then you, it's a bless and release kind of mm. thing, which is kind of like. Yeah. Improv too, where you have yeah. to give it all. And then you said it just disappears. It's not there anymore. And yeah. Um, so yeah, lots of parts of acting, yeah. I think have helped me be a little bit less, uh, um, loosen the grip on the mm. things you can't control, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. I like that bless and release. Bless and release. Yeah. 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 Something I often say at, not as a joke, but somebody said, I'm always like, let go and let God. Yeah, it's true. So it's like, the same but thing. It's yeah, that idea, it really right? is. You can't, cause there's really, Oh my God, there's so little we can control. Yeah. And there's it's only so much. <laughs> I'm going to do my part. I'm going to show up, give him my best. Yeah. And, and then that's it. Yeah. And, and to walk there it goes. out. Yeah. yeah. And then you're just next thing. And yeah, I mean, move on to the next. Yeah. I mean, commercial, it's like a numbers game anyway. Oh so. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Those, Oh man, I, I haven't done a commercial audition in a little while, oh my God. but yeah, it's such a, it's kind of a crapshoot. It is a crapshoot. Yeah. I kind of wish I had yeah. done it, that my stint in that, in that area was during, um, self-tape. Yeah. Because my God, the yeah, number of times. It's a lot I've, different now. I remember parking, I had to park, it's just like travel, yeah. it's like the whole day and it's yeah. like living on the east side and then heaven forbid your auditions in like Santa Monica, you're like, that's yeah. the day. Oh, you know? I had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. And then you're like, I'm not even going to get it. And then I just, yeah. Yeah, you kind of have to just, like, you have to you know, just accept that it's, yeah, yeah and just go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, weirdly enough, those were very, yeah, like, toughened me up a little. You know? Yeah, because it's very much you show up and you're like, I'm going to try and make something in this, you know, like Reese's commercial or, you know, yeah. whatever it is. Sitting in a room full of people that just look exactly like you, that yeah. is always sort of intense, yeah. too. It's a little disappointing. It's a you're little like, weird. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> special <laughs> like, like real next door and next door the other next door yeah, this like, next door it's a strange neighborhood we're yeah, all we're just all the same yeah. Girl next door. yeah totally um i don't know i don't really miss the commercial acting part but i yeah. really love the improv so i don't think that's gonna go anywhere mostly because it's it's just like as as sid as you said sid said it's um mm. therapeutic in that way yeah yeah it makes each day better yeah get to do it do you think kind of the relationship you have with 
improv has changed over time from when you started to maybe how you view it now? Well, I guess I think it's almost weirdly morphed back into the beginning, which was that it mm. was a way to learn more about myself and, mm. and push myself to you know be uncomfortable in order to, to grow. And then it went into, you know, more acting and performative yeah. and auditions and, you know, commercials and, and then that was not sustainable with how, where my head was at with yeah. body image stuff. It just like was really not sustainable. And yeah. then now it's come back to um, sort of a self care, not even self, but you know, more therapeutic and also, you know, just for um, yeah, just for confidence mm. makes yeah. me feel confident. Yeah. 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 And I think we all need that little boost, yeah. you know, it helps. Yeah. Yeah to show up somewhere and feel supported. Like yeah. you can you take that with you. You take yeah, that out the door. Really, You're like, really, I right. really do feel better about myself. Yeah. Like I really do. Yeah. Cause it's like, I did that. Yeah. Not everybody can do that. Like I yeah. have a lot of friends who would be incredible improvisational yeah. actors, but they're like, I would never, and I was like, but you could. Yeah. You could just try it. Just try it. Yeah, come on. Just try but, it. But you know, if yeah. someone had told me just try to be like, and I wasn't ready, I'd be like, yeah. no way, Jose. Like there's no way. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah, it's not something you could be like, you're coming, I'm forcing you to go to this class. No, you have to really no. want to do it, yeah. Yeah, if, a worst thing to do, if you ever have a hostage, don't, don't. force them to do improv. No. Yeah. Or the middle schoolers, apparently. Yeah, or middle, well, <laughs> that was more the teacher. <laughs> it's probably both, but I think if I were to do it now, like that was like five years ago. Oh, okay, well, no, no now you're yeah. much, yeah. It's, yeah, like that, I, I worked at the school for five years. So, right. so that was like right in my first like two right. months I was trying to do oh, that. Oh, no, it was too much Mistake. Too but too if I'd done that soon. towards the, the end of my uh, teaching yeah. journey, uh, it would have gone better. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, I was busy with other stuff at that point, unfortunately. So yeah. I couldn't, so, and well, I guess we'll never know, but we'll never know. yeah. Okay. Um, all right, so... I want to ask, how did you, how'd you find IFTP? Cause you moved out here. You were doing UCB for a while. You took a break from improv. Uh, let's see. It was during the pandemic mm. and I, so it was 20, I think, I guess I started in 2021 too. Yeah. It was like November or yeah. something. Um, and I, I had wanted to get back into improv. I didn't know how that was going to look with the pandemic. And I had, recently moved um from downtown to culver city mm. um and i was like i don't want to drive i don't want to drive to the valley yeah, i don't no, want to no, drive no. you know and i just was looking at places that were yeah. within driving distance i mean it it takes me like 11 minutes to drive here oh. i'm so lucky oh. i know <laughs> I, I really lucked into a, a yeah. into a gem maybe one day i know i was i'm very lucky so yeah. i think there was so laziness mm. Played a hey, part in my a Google great search. Motivator at times. <laughs> great motivator. Great um, motivator. But also, I just, I don't know. I just sort of was like, threw caution to the wind and was like, mm. I gotta, gotta try something, just go. And if it's, you know, if you're not into it, just try something else. But yeah, um, yeah. first first class, I was like, okay, cool. You know, yeah. I think there was like, there was a moment, there's a couple of times where I was like, oh, maybe I should audition for the Groundlings. I was like, oh, mm. maybe I should do that and like switch yeah. over to the other, you know, yeah, other the West coast, <laughs> the yeah. other school. Like, but, um, yeah. I think I was just too, I was, I felt rusty and like out of practice. I hadn't done it in so long yeah. to go from nothing to like an you know, audition. It was like yeah. a little, I'm sure I probably would have been fine. I'm sure it would have been fine, but like, it just didn't yeah. feel like fun to you, me. You would have been fine. Uh, yeah. But it was still, 
it didn't, I was like, if I'm doing, why am I doing it? If it's not gonna be fun, I'm not yeah. trying to like, you know? Yeah. So the, uh, I did that groundlings audition on zoom. You did? Yeah. It's, um, oh my gosh. I mean, an audition on zoom, not for improv. Yeah. It oh, was no. rough. Like the, uh, imagine doing space work. For- I, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that some guy I was with doing a scene. We were both That's in a kitchen. Terrible. Oh, it was hilarious. Um, you was- were trying to do an improvisational audition scene with someone else. And yeah. they were doing, sp- oh no. Yeah. I mean, the, the audition is like not, it's not a lot because the audition is for, is for everybody. Right, right, right. So they're just trying to figure out like, Hey, can you start like our classes or do you need to go to like the workshop because you've never done it right, in your right, life right, before. Right. So you'd be fine. Right. Like, yeah. So we did it on zoom and it was, <laughs> that's really funny. Oh man. I, I can't was, even imagine I was that. Like, this is, this is something else. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, that's, that's a whole other story. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad you found this place. Me too. Me yeah. too. I, I was talking with um, uh, another uh, classmate of ours, Amelia. I don't know if you know her. I, she's I don't so know that cool. I've met Amelia. Yeah, and she's she's she has a team. She work, She's performing wow. all the time. She's really really great. Um, and she was she pointed out uh, that there's just not a lot of um, super career uh, it's actors. It's a mix. It's not mm. just yeah people who want to be which I love, and I think that. Yeah that is what makes the difference is that it's people who it's just people. It's not, yeah. it's not like a, like people trying to clamor for the spotlight or like, is this going to look good on my resume kind yeah. of thing? And, you know, I'm sure there's, it would look good on lots of people's resumes, yeah, but it doesn't, course. um, that energy, which I felt, I think more so at UCB on the, on the East side was yeah. a little bit more, um, yeah. you know, ur- urgent in that way, I guess. Yeah. But, um, so I think that I, I, I was like, it just feels it just, I don't know, feels a little less intense in that way, which makes it more effective for me at least. So yeah, yeah. because it's not everybody's like, okay, am I good yet? Am right. I good yet? Right, right. I'm good, right? <laughs> I'm good. Okay, great. I passed. I'm good. Yes. Right. There's yeah. actually, that's it there's not as much need for that validation. I yeah. Think. yeah. Yeah. That's you totally hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's what I like. Yeah, I think about this place. that definitely drew me in too. Cause I think, yeah, coming from UCB, that was the last place I did before I came here. Oh, right. Yeah. So I know, yeah, that pass fail mindset almost that you have. I'm like, <laughs> I, I remember I had that always in my classes. I'd be like, mm, okay. Like every week I'm like, did I do well enough today that I'm going to pass at the end of this, you know, eight right, week class right, or whatever. Right, right. And then I'm like, ah, I had like, I had a bad day. Like next week I really better bring oh, it no. because I don't want to fail and then, and then pay another head. $500. All right. It's so expensive. And <laughs> to repeat, you know, you're trying oh, to be no. like economically efficient. Right. right. <laughs> as well yeah. as efficient with your time. Yeah. And I think, you know, that works for some people and it, I can't say it didn't work for me, but it's a, it's a level of stress that I think can take away from your learning. I think so too. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I've learned so much yeah. there and I, yeah. and I really, I mean, I'm it was a, a very, it was, and there were, it was a, a supportive environment. It wasn't, yeah. um, but not as supportive yeah. as IFTP. This yeah. is very much, it's yeah. more of like a, that's like a, I'm just going to use a terrible analogy about a bra and a training bra, but that's, I'm not going to use it because it's bad. But I'll, I'll do my it's, best follow <laughs> It's more, it's like a supportive, but this is like a cozy blanket Uh, that's also supportive. It's uh, more like safety. I don't know, whatever. It's two different, completely different schools. Maybe like a bra and like a sports bra. There we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did get there. Yeah, You helped me. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. My wife would be so The underwire is a little grating, but the sports bra, it's supportive without that kind of metal 
wire. Yeah, digging in. Digging in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we got there. Okay, we got good. there. I'm we got there. Yeah. Thrilled with this analogy now. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, it's, a, it's a, are, are the female listeners going to be like, yeah, I love this. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Improv for the people, yes. right? Everybody. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, that analogy, like, it's it's clicking, I think, as much as it can for okay. my brain. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Like something with wire that's gonna dig a little bit. Something with no wire. You can wear not a sports dig. bra much longer than you can wear an underwire. That makes bra. sense. Yeah. There's more you can, you know. Yeah. But you're still gonna get what you need. You're still gonna get what you need. You're still gonna get what you need. And that's <laughs> that's important. And I to oh to your point, Austin, I think thinking about, like you said, like the, the motivations that people come here with, I think it's just week over week. And we've talked about it. Uh, I've talked about it with a few guests, but I, I always love to bring it up because I think it's just interesting. Like you said, I mean, even thinking about that Wednesday class we were in, like the, the different, like everyone was there at different reasons. Like you remember, um, Tyler, uh-huh. like my friend Tyler, uh, shout out Tyler. Uh, I miss you, man. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he listens. I got to bother him about it. But anyway, uh, he like, he's an actor. Like that's yeah, his main yeah. thing. It's very serious thing. And he was coming because he wanted to get better at his sure. improv skills because he like, we did a little in college, but yeah. he hasn't done a ton since then. And he's like, yeah, I know I need to brush up on that right. and get better at it. Cause it, you know, it's helpful for him in auditions, right, and right, self tapes right. and, you know, cold reads and all of yeah. that. And I think for me, like my motivation for coming was just cause I love improv. Right, and right. There are times in my life where I wanted to do acting and all that, but right now I'm just kind of at a point where I just want to do improv. Yeah. And you got to follow that. That's what it's all about. Thread if it's, if you're feeling it. If, yeah. Yeah. I, I took a cold reading, a cold reading class for years. It was actually a really cool cause it was, it was weirdly improvisational. Mm because you had to honor what you were feeling in that exact mm. moment. And I got really good at like picking up the lines really quickly. And it was amazing what everyone did in that class, because it was that it was improv, it was improv, improvisational in that you, uh, there was no planning, there was mm. no ulterior, like, okay, on like page five, you get the, you get the text in the morning, you read it a couple of times. That's it. Yep. Yep. Full scenes, like dramatic scenes. Um, so I, and yeah, I guess I, I was wanting more of the lighter comedic version of that, although there yeah. were comedic scenes, but, um, uh, yeah. So it, it, cause cold reading for a lot of actors is very scary and hard. Yeah. So yeah. I, I've done some bad. I mean, it's really easy to be bad, but yeah. it's, it's that same freedom to let yourself just have whatever you feel and then that's the thing that the character is. That's what you're feeling. That's yeah. what it is. So yeah. the end, you know, there's no, there's no, you know, um, dancing around. If you're uh, angry about it, you're angry about it. You can't yeah. pre premeditate. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I think at least for me, that makes me think back to like improv at the end of the day, you're, you're making choices, right? You're quickly making choices. Mm-hmm. You're, you're agreeing with your scene partner. That's a choice, right? right. You're deciding how your character in the scene would respond or react to something you're making information, right? It's just a series of choices. And like some, with something like cold reading or acting, right? right? The character that you're forming, it's how that character would make those choices. Mm-hmm. And that informs everything that you do, the lines you speak, right? The blocking that you do on stage or it's everything like that. And I'm like, man, it's just doing this is helping me get better at being less passive and more active. Yeah, totally. Choices. Totally. Yeah. I know my life like outside of, you know, not doing improv, like other things like, mm-hmm. I, I want to be someone who is more active and not passive. Mm-hmm. And that's something I think about. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I, I can be a passive person sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's not always the most helpful thing. Right, right. <laughs> 
Well, it's like you want to, you want to have a, if you have an impulse, you know, and you, it's like a trust fall with yourself yeah. in a way. Oh. You're like, oh, you liked it. A trust fall with you yourself. It. Yeah. Yeah. It feels, cause it, you know, gotcha. Gotcha, babe. I gotcha. gotcha. Um, yeah. It, you want to, it's a, and it, it's that same thing with like the confidence too, to just be like, um, yeah, I, I have that same with, if, if it's a little too wishy-washy or passive, I like to sit and really, um, meditate on what it is. I exactly, you know, what my wise mind really wants me to do. And cause it, I am the same way where if it's like a little foggy or indecisive, it doesn't feel great. You, know, mm. you want to be, yeah. you know, clear. Yeah. Like that clear. Yeah. Cause that's going to translate like to other people as well. They'll totally. see that, mm-hmm. you know, and be like, ah, you know, uh, you know, Austin Irving came in she and came in. great website, but I was, <laughs> you know, I was watching her in her scene and I just, things were a little muddy, but oh. If they're like, you know, Austin Irvin came in, she read um, for this uh, commercial and clear cut decisions. Yeah. Let's book her. She's, Let's book her right now. She's ready. Write that she's down. Ready. Write her down. <laughs> bring, bring me her headshot. And like, she's booked. Get her on the phone. Yeah. 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 Because like the strength in your decision. And that, I don't think that's just acting. You know, that's, that's life too. You know, in relationships yeah. and just with clear. yourself every day, like. Mm-hmm making judgment calls. I know at work, that's a big thing for me. Like mm-hmm. a lot of what I have to do is like, like I work in tech now, so I'm oh. tech support basically. Okay, so yeah, I'm like, yeah. when I'm helping people or I'm like out in the field sure. helping someone, I'm like, yeah. oh, I gotta make decisions on how to make this right. Like, or I make a call and I make things worse sometimes. <laughs> it's happened. But Oh no, it, the computer's on fire. You're like, what that's, do I do? wow, how'd that happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. you have to, yeah, well, especially if you're problem solving, that's yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> literally every day. I'm just like, oh. Wow, that's got to be hard. I kind of love it. Do you? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like a puzzle. Yeah, I mean, I in a way like solving other people's problems can be easier than yeah, solving oh, your yeah. own. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, well, it's your problem. I'll help you solve it. Like, and then you're the hero. Yeah, well, yeah. it's. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna say this. Okay. People who work in tech get more credit than they deserve (gasps) sometimes. Okay. And I can say that because I work in tech because honestly, like I've watched a lot of YouTube and I just Google a lot or just like turn something off and turn it back on. (laughs) And like, those you three try steps. It off. Yeah. <laughs> you but try like, turning it back on. Yeah. It's a joke, but it's so yeah, real. Yeah, it's true. Like half my job is that, not half, but like 25% of my job is that they like I deal with Apple TVs a lot and I can just remotely oh. restart it. And that's oh. it. That's it. And they go, oh, it works fine now. Oh. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I just could click something on the computer. Well, you maybe it was your bedside <laughs> manner too. That's true. I, I do try to be, you know, very cordial. Like, hey, like hope your day's going well. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and restart your Apple TV. Like, let me know if it works better. Like if not, we'll figure it out. You yeah. Know, and try to, if, if there's people skills to yeah, it as well, but skills. so people get panicky around yeah, they do. Oh, their, they do. their gear. Yeah. They're like, Oh no, I need it now. I need my Apple TV now. You yeah. know, it's Just, urgent. So yeah, that's true. That's so true. If you have a calm, collected, great radio voice guy yeah. helping you, I think there's credit to be yeah. dealt out there. It's, it's over email, unfortunately. So oh. <laughs> yeah, Never mind. My, my voice has not come through. Yeah. You know, but I have been told I have a face for radio. So that's <laughs> maybe a face and a voice You're for radio. You're so silly. No, you have a great <laughs> voice. That's so funny. I thought it was over the phone. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, but it's, it's like help desk, Got it. like tickets and like, yeah, yeah. I get like chat messages from, it, I'm helping teachers. So yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. 
So I'm just on the other side of education. Totally. The tech side. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's so they're great. like, hey, Michael. Like, uh, So there's relationships there, which okay, is nice, good. but yeah. never on the phone. Uh, oh, okay. I would, I, I don't know that I would like that. Oh. Do you, do you do well, like with phone calls? Like, love phone calls. Like love, anyone? Yeah. I love talking on the phone. Like if you have to call your insurance, yeah. you do it? Do it. I'll wait on hold. I don't even care. I'll, I will get what I want from a botched car rental situation just from sheer kindness and perseverance. And I will get that refund. That's I will get it. You're a good person to and know. And I just have that skill. It's patience. Mm. Yeah. And then controlling anger. Mm. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, simmer, simmer. Like, but I yeah. do, I do like talking on the phone. Actually, mm. I feel like sometimes email and texts you can lose lose some. Um, yeah. You know, translate the humanity. Yeah, the trans <laughs> or like misunderstand. Yeah, something. that's true. That's um, true. Yeah, I like talking the phone. Just talked to my best friend on the phone for like two hours earlier today. Yeah, I respect that. Yeah. yeah, you know he lives in New York, so you gotta, yeah, gotta like yeah, you gotta gotta just chat. I know a lot of friends who don't like they're not phone people, and that's fine. I respect that. But yeah, yeah. I'm gonna call you anyway. Yeah, so. you're like you're gonna be <laughs> while we're on the talk, phone. Yeah. You're a phone person. <laughs> yeah, I like, yeah. but that's that's a good kind of friend though, because you're like you're like, hey, I know you don't like to do this, but we need to talk, and like yeah. it's not just texting all the time. That's important. Yeah, that's important. And I think. I wouldn't consider myself a phone person, but like, you know, on occasion I'll have that long phone call with yeah, a friend. It's I'll like, have it. it's important. It's important. Yeah. All right. Welcome to the, uh, call your friends of the phone podcast. Call yeah. Call them right up. Call them right now. So yeah. after you finish listening to this episode, um, call someone you haven't spoken to yeah. in a month and just talk to them for two hours. Yeah. Even yeah. if they don't want to be there. Yeah. And you could, yeah. like, you could cook at the same time. You yeah, don't have to just sit there and stare at the yeah. ceiling. Yeah. And while you're in traffic, that's a good traffic one. Traffic is a great one. That's a great one here. Talk to a lot of people want to Yeah. Talk. Yeah. It takes me like 45 minutes to get here. Oh, brother. Uh, on the way back, it's great. It's like 20. But yeah. That's so, humiliating. Yeah. When I drive home tonight, <laughs> I'm going to be like, this is too fast. Too fast. I have no one to call. Yeah. Sometimes I pull over just to make <laughs> it take longer. <laughs> No, that's, that's so terrible. Funny. All right. Um, Austin, yes. I want to get us back yeah. on track. But uh, I, I appreciate this tangent of uh, the importance of calling your friends yeah. on the phone, uh, having good uh, patience and uh, controlling your anger, mm -hmm. uh, the importance of making decisions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but kind of jumping back to improv, right? Um, I have a couple more questions for you, okay. and, and then we're going to play some games. Okay. Um, what do you think overall? has been improv's impact in your life? It's a big one. It's a doozy. That's a big one. Um, but I can answer it. Yeah. And I'm going to right now. Let's hear it. Uh, the biggest impact that improv has had on my life is um, uh, truly, it's been truly instrumental in recovering from having an eating disorder. It is so unbelievably helpful. It's the antithesis of eating disorder mind. Mm. You have to not plan. You have to be free. You have to honor your impulses and you have to not care about what you look like. Mm. Ugh. Very hard for those of us who have spent many years caring very much about those other things and structuring your life around presenting the most, uh, the optimal package. Um, mm. So, in that respect, it's been instrumental in, in my, in my recovery from, uh, dealing with body dysmorphia and having, uh, just being uncomfortable. Yeah. It like weirdly 
doing improv is, is unco so uncomfortable that it yeah. makes me comfortable in a weird way, yeah. you know, cause you have to be comfortable in order to be that uncomfortable. Yeah, you're forcing yourself to sense. be vulnerable exactly. and to be in front of people exactly. and just like all eyes on just me, all eyes on you and yeah. like messy and, uh, and like yeah. freakish. Yeah. And, and you can't always control how things are going to go. You cannot, you would be dead in the water if yeah. you tried to control it all. Or if you oh, came yeah. in with a plan, yeah. no, 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 no <laughs> plan. Cause if you no no plan no because plan. you otherwise, you know, you can't be there to, to receive whatever's happening mm. at that, at, you know, at that moment and have your authentic reaction to it. Mm. So, yeah. um, so in that respect, hugely helpful in sort of rewiring my brain away yeah. from yeah. the, the, uh, punitive, um, black and white thinking. Yeah. Not fun. And being so critical on yourself. Very too, critical. Think. Yeah. Very being critical. Being able to shift that. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun to just like let it, like we said, bless and release and just yeah. let it go. And I was, you know, you do, you get to be all sorts of crazy things that you would never be outside and how fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, so, that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing it's that. It's my Austin. pleasure. I, I, I actually know that um, some eating disorder clinics have improv classes mm -hmm. in the, some of the treatments because it's, it is so unbelievably spot on for these exact yeah. Um, I guess like, you know, just points of view, you have to change yeah. your point of view. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really hard when you've been conditioned to have this worldview and it's really hard to break out of it and doing yeah. something physical like improv can really shake you out of that, that, um, it's like being deprogrammed from a cult mm. in a lot of ways. Yeah. <laughs> you're like your entire, it's an entire paradigm shift of your yeah. brain. So it's getting you out of your head. You gotta get out. You don't have, you can't think like that. You're you just doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you can't. You know, it's it's a battle that you're fighting, mm -hmm. and to kind of get you out of that for a moment is, I imagine, incredibly helpful it and really hard is. to do. It's very helpful. It's like yeah. making new neural pathways. Mm. So, because yeah. the other ones it's like rewiring, rewriting yeah, your brain. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of rewiring, and I think the kineticness of improv really helps with that rewiring. So, mm. again, should be taught everywhere. I think, mm. but I yeah. just like oh no, I, yeah. I agree with that. Uh, yeah. I think could be helpful to, to, to so many people totally. who are, are dealing or struggling with so many different things, you know? Couldn't yeah, agree more. Thank, for me personally, dealing with the, my own things, it's mm -hmm. just improv alone has been incredibly helpful. Yeah. Glad to hear that. Just being depressed. Like, yeah. You know, improv goes it's like a long way. It's like releases endorphins, literally. Yeah. Like li literal up, yeah. upper. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. So if you want to get high, come to yeah. improv. Yeah, <laughs> that, I think that's what, how Matt wants the studio to be advertised. So that would be we could. I, yeah. I already see the logos yeah. and, the, and the stickers. There's a lot of yeah um, graphics we could incorporate. You ever this. smoke improv? <laughs> Silly. Uh, that's not gonna work. <laughs> uh, we'll um, come up with something. Yeah, we need to get a marketing team in we'll here. We'll get the sports bra involved somehow. Yeah, yeah. think weed sports bras. Yeah. Um, we'll start with that. Trust falls. Turn yeah. trust falls, but like, with yourself. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I, that would be, I think like a, a good drawing, you know, I can totally. picture like, like a drawing of like uh -huh. someone and then they're catching themselves mm -hmm. while smoking a blunt, even yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. And then it's Snoop Dogg. It's and then, 
Yeah. And then Martha Stewart's there in the mm-hmm. background. Always. Yeah. Together forever. Yeah, yeah they yeah. really are. <laughs> I kind of I kind of love that. I mean, I know she was in prison for like insider trading, but she she's served fine. her time. She's good. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 our Congress people do that too, and they're not in prison. So, hey, oh, anyway. Um, <laughs> oh my God, my face anyway. hurts from, from smiling so much. That's, that's a good. such a smiley moment. That's a good problem to have. <laughs> Um, well, we're going to smile a little more. Okay. Okay. So I have uh, one final question for okay. you, Austin, just related to improv. So on, on your improv journey thus far, you've studied in the hallowed halls of UCB. Correct. You've studied in the hallowed halls of improv for the people. And you've, you've, you've been on a team, right? You've honed your craft. You've learned a lot from improv and it's given you skills and, and helped you in these other areas mm-hmm. of your life. What do you think in your improv journey is next? Is there a goal that you have? Is oh. it just kind of seeing where, you know, where improv takes you? It's the next check. Wow. I 2023, 2023 for Austin Irving. Wow. What is, what is the improv journey what look like? What a great like? question. That's a great question. Um, I would have to say that I think that my ex- recent experience doing a show here mm. was so positive that I think I would like perhaps more opportunities to perform mm. live. Yeah. I think that would be nice. Absolutely. You know, I don't know that I am going to be um, like trying to book myself for various open mic night or whatever, you know, mm. open calls for groups or stuff. But sure. I think, you know, if there's more shows here or if, I don't know, if something happens organically, I would, yeah. I would really like that. I mean, yeah. you're open to it. I'm open to it. Yeah. I think it's, I'm in no rush to be, um, you know, dedicating a ton of time to, you know, promoting myself in that way. But yeah. um yeah, I think if it comes about organically, I would I would welcome it with open arms. Open arms. Yeah. You heard it here, folks. Austin Irving welcoming improv opportunities with open <laughs> arms in 2023. So improv opportunities, if you're listening. Come on. Come on. AustinIrving.com. Austin Irving. She has a website. It's her yeah. name. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's really good. It's, it's not about improv, though, but... <laughs> It's about all the other incredible it's work true. you do. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing oh that. Oh my gosh. All right. Pleasure. Um, so now mm-hmm. it's time. We're going to do some improv because oh, we've been we talking about it for a while and it's time to do some work. So we have three games we're going to be playing tonight, Austin. Uh, and uh, what I love about the games we play here on the podcast is that so far through now 14 episodes, we have never played the same game twice. Whoa. So every game has been at least slightly different. You okay. Know? So, the first game we're going to be playing tonight is called Pet Peeves. Oh, my. Pet Peeves. Okay. So, uh, Austin, what I would yeah. like you to do, can you, can you think of maybe one or two pet peeves that you have? One or two pet peeves that I have. Two pet peeves. Yeah, um, just what are some pet peeves that you have? Oh, uh, okay. Um, I really don't, uh, I don't like... Uh, I don't like material that's not really soft. Hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll allow it if possible, but if I have a choice and it's itchy, it needs to go away from me. Hmm. It's part of being a highly sensitive person. Okay. She doesn't. <laughs> um, so a pet peeve is like if there's like a tag ah. itching or like if there's some, if the like fabric is weird, I, I need to, I, it's pretty urgent that I need to fix it. So hmm. itchy. Okay. Itchy fabric itchy, itchy and tags. Fabric. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly in clothing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe sheets like, or like, yeah, yeah sometimes like near you. Yeah. yeah sheets, blankets. Don't like okay. that. that kind Don't of like thing. that. Um, right. Let's see. Okay. So that's a thing. And then the pet peeve, uh, 
Oh, you know, I know it's sort of like a, a cliche pet peeve, but like, I really, it really bums me out when people don't put their, their carts back oh, and yeah. they take up a parking spot doing it. They leave it in a parking spot. Yeah. It's like, what is the, what is the cart parked there? Really bums me out when that yeah. happens. Yeah, absolutely. So I make a real strong effort to put my carts away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm more more people person. need to do that. Yeah. That's a little bit of a pet peeve yeah. of mine. Yeah. Um, I think people who put carts away should get like a discount at the store. You I couldn't know? agree more. If we were yeah. to incentivize people, like I maybe you get a sample of something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't totally. know. Yeah. Just, like a point system or yeah, something. You can like spend the points at the end of the month on something. Yeah. But yeah. That, oh, I mean, I mean, I return my cart anyway. Right. But, but those who don't might want to. We, we could get the whole gang yeah. involved, you know? That's not a bad idea. I feel yeah. like Ralph's should call up Ralph's. Uh, yeah. See, see what they, <laughs> they have a huge problem with carts yeah. just being left in the lot. Such big parking St- lots, so many general. carts. Yeah. 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 It's a real problem. Someone yeah. someone needs to get on that. Ralph, wherever you are, Ralph, Ralph. Uh, and Albertson, and, yeah, uh, Ralph and, Albert. you know, and Joe, the trader, oh, you know? Yeah, Joe the trader. Yeah, Joe the trader. Vaughn. He needs to get in Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Vince so, Vaughn. All this Vince Vaughn, you're right. Yeah, he's too busy <laughs> trying to write swingers too. You know, he needs to. He, he needs to get it. on that. All right. Um, okay, Austin. So, <laughs> jumping back to your pet peeves. So the okay. pet peeves are people who don't return carts. Okay. Yeah. And uh, itchy materials. Itchy uh, materials. We're gonna pick itchy materials, okay. and we're gonna do a scene based off uh, your pet peeve of itchy oh, materials. Okay. Yeah. All right, and uh, we're just gonna do the scene. Um, all we get is that pet peeve of itchy materials are. You don't like them? <laughs> That's our prompt. Yeah. And uh, I'll black us out when I think we're done. Okay. Oh my gosh. Jennifer? Yeah? So excited. I, I, I got you something for your birthday. Here. here Billy, here. you shouldn't have. <sighs> I okay, had I to. Open it. I had to. Oh my. Oh, it's, it's a raw wool sweater. I, I just had to. Wow. Wow. That's so kind of you. I, I see that you knitted it. yourself and i i see this wow it's raw wool raw wool um yeah yeah i i just you know i i uh i appreciate what you what you did here thank you um and uh i just need you to know because you know we've been friends for a really long time and i feel like our communication is really good right now yeah you can tell me i'm never gonna wear this bill i'm sorry i just have to if you want if i'm just not i'm just not gonna wear it okay I'm not Jennifer. I, you know, I've been, I've been doing community service hours at that, that sheep farm. And, you know, I thought every time I'm there, you know, trying to get rid of my sentence, you know, I'm doing those community service hours and you're going to bring that up. I, I, I just thought, you know, I thought Jennifer, you know, she's really supported me through this process. I'd like to make her something, you know, that's related to the work I'm doing. Listen, okay. I get that. I get that. And my heart goes out to you and the crime that you did that you're now being punished for. Yeah. It was jaywalking. At- yeah. That's right. I'm, I'm the one guy who's gotten a ticket for jaywalking. And they said, you can either pay it off or do community service. So I chose community service. And that was very brave of you. Yeah. That was very brave. But yeah. I, I have to tell you that this isn't the first time that you've it seems like a very, it's almost like a selfish gift in a weird way, right? Because like, this is about you and your time served and the sheep and this is something you're doing. You don't, how many times have I told you that I have sensitive skin? 
Remember, I remember I, last month I was like, bring home all the Jergens, bring it. Why do you think that is? It's because it's itch. It's 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 dry here. It's dry, and I need the lotion. And the last, uh, the last thing I need, yeah, is raw wool. It's literally the last thing I need in my life right now. I mean, you know how bad it is at work. You know how shitty it's been with Tom. And you're giving me this fucking sweater yeah. that's itchy? I just thought... You don't expect me to wear it, do you? I do. I mean... Oh, my God. This is really, you know, making a lot of things click. You know, it makes sense yeah. because I remember I finished that woodworking class and I yeah. gave you that bracelet made of sandpaper. I've never seen you wear it. Well, this is, this is why I have to be real with you now. Because the sandpaper bracelet was literally my worst nightmare. I, 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 couldn't, even, I couldn't even wear it for more than one second. Oh my gosh. And you know what? I felt bad. I put it in my drawer and I was like, fuck, Bill's going to want to know where that bracelet is. And I don't want to yeah. have to. Yeah. And see, I knew you've been holding on to this yeah. this whole time. So that's why when you handed me this, this monstrosity of a garment, I wanted to be up front Monst- with you. It's a monstrosity. Mon- Sure, the craftsmanship is nice, okay? But like, it's not even from a store, so I can't even return it. What do you do? You know what I mean? It's like, it's a, it's a selfish gift. You are not paying attention to how sensitive my skin is. That's what's happening here. Okay, Jennifer. I guess it, it was a bit of a selfish gift. I just thought... Thank you. I wanted to, to, to give you something nice after, after my community service program. And uh, you, you know I like to make you goods and items to wear. And Please stop. I'm now realizing that the uh, I did make you a crown of thorns for um, your birthday this year. Well, I guess I could go as Jesus for Halloween. <laughs> oh, oh, Shlaka. <laughs> I was going to be like... Oh. I actually do have a very sensitive skin. All the things you described sound like a like my personal health. So I was health. just like, I just get it's we nightmarish, <laughs> nightmarish. Oh. Yeah, I love how you're like. Why I asked you for the Jergens? Like, <laughs> the Jergens. Like, that's like the. That's a great name for lotion. You know, like that's just it like, is a f- <laughs> like if Jergens wasn't lotion, I'd be disappointed. No, you know? it had to be yeah. Because what else could it be? I, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Imagine Jergens, but it's like mayonnaise. You're like, oh, what? Like, no, I'll stick with Hellman's, thank you. Like, yeah. Hellman's and Jergens. Yeah, yeah. Best friends forever. Same consistency. Different uses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. All right. Well, well Have done, fun. Austin. All right. So um, we're going to move on to our next game. This one's okay. going to be a bit of a different style. Uh, so this game is called Here Comes Miss So-and-So. So in this game, uh, it's going to be a bit of a back and forth. Um, so how it's going to work is that we're going to be essentially... Uh, to use the improv term, pimping one another back uh-huh, and forth. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right. Um, would you like to begin? Or sure. Start? All right. Well, well, well. Here comes Mr. Snotnose. <laughs> yeah. Woke up this morning, let me tell you, real green this morning. Oh, my God, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I'm talking Oscar the Grouch. This not out of my nose. Ew. You want to see? <laughs> no, thanks. oh great i you kidding me here comes miss cardboard collector well i just got the most incredible cardboard you know where it was actually behind ralph's i'm not even joking i went back and i was like i know they're throwing out some good cardboard today 
And so I saw it and I grabbed it. And even though my car is already filled with cardboard, I put some more on the roof and I'm going to bring it home. I'm going to lay them all out. I'm going to dry them out. I'm going to look at them. And then sometimes when they're really on the floor and they're flat, I just lay on them. I lay on them and then I roll. I roll from side to side. And you know how when you roll on cardboard, it kind of like folds down a little bit? You know how it kind of compresses a little? I guess. Yeah, I try and do that with my body. Okay. That's great. Great. Good for you. Well, well, well. Here comes Mr. (laughs) Knee Grabber. Let me see those knees. <laughs> Let me count them. Oh, one, two. That's two knees. Let me grab them. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, grab your knees. Ha. Hey, hey, everybody. I'm, I'm Mr. Knee Grabber. Watch out for your knees. You know how some people play that joke, got your nose? Well, I got your knees. <laughs> Except I take them for real. You can find me at the local hospital taking knees. And that's it. That's what I do. I grab knees. I've got quite the collection at home. See you around. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Here she comes. The, I can't believe she's here. It's Miss Only Choose Used Gum. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just more flavorful, don't you think? I mean, sure, the, the, the flavor of the uh, packaged goods is gone, but then you get the flavor of someone else's saliva. <laughs> and that right there, that right there is a gift because everyone's mouth is different. It's like a snowflake. So I'm basically chewing snowflakes, but they don't dissolve because it's gum. So I'm chewing it and it's just wonderful. Honestly, my immune system, so strong. <laughs> Wow, look, wow, it's uh, it's Mr. Orange Squeezer. There's nothing finer than squeezing an orange. What is that, a navel? Oh, it's a nice navel orange. I'm going to squeeze it into my mouth. Oh, orange! Stings the eyes a bit. You should try it sometime. If I'm really feeling crazy, I'll get me... I'll get me some cuties. <laughs> Squeeze them on my face. Oh, uh, can you? I cannot believe she's here. Are you? Are you serious? It's it's Miss doesn't vote in local elections. She's oh, here right now. Uh, yeah, I don't vote because voting is a sin. That's right. I like to just not choose stuff it doesn't just start at voting it continues on to all sorts of choices you should see me in an elevator (laughs) never pressing a button am i right just standing there (sighs) yeah choices are choices are tough choices are really tough because honestly i'd rather just not i'd rather not choose everything that's out there is just too it's just too intense I'd rather just sit back and let the world fall apart and before my very eyes, honestly. It's just too much. It's just too much. Don't want to make a choice. Blackout. Oh, yeah. oh you can oh, keep going forever. Goodness. That was so I fun. Know. I yeah. know. That was good. That last character, oh, man, I was like, I didn't serve you up very good. And then you just killed it. Oh, you good. just killed it. I felt like Knee Grabber could have been, I wanted to do something with leg hair, but that's, oh. it was different. It didn't come out the right way. I mean, it came out, with the perfect, came out the right perfect way, but you did I, great with I knee like, grabbing. I, like I was like, oh, knees. no. I was like, that, that could be really scary. <laughs> like, like, there should be a movie it where it's like, I got your knees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's, it's just a horror movie called The Knee Grabber. The Knee Grabber. It's terrifying. Because, yeah, I mean, even imagine you're just, you know, sitting in public place and like someone grabs your knee. Terrible. That's, that's well, gross. I, mean, I think about it like a kneecap. It's Ooh. like removable. Yeah. Like there's a cap. Yeah. You can take it off. I don't. Ugh, ugh. Gross. Uh, I got to do some Googling later. Okay. <laughs> I got to see you? how that works. The anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Uh, we've got one last game okay. going to be played tonight, Austin. This game is called Survivor. Oh. Uh, not based at all on the early uh, t- 2000s. <laughs> still airing TV show, actually. <laughs> like it's still on, show. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which is you know, pretty good. I mean, reality shows, they, they last forever. Um, so in this game, Austin, yes. uh, you... Cool. Uh, have recently been rescued after being stranded, oh. deserted on an island. Uh, you've recently been rescued, and you're sitting down for an interview to uh, discuss how you survived. And during this wow. interview, you're going to need to explain how you survived, uh, including these three objects. Okay. So I'm going to interview you. You're going to tell okay. me how you survived uh, by using a straw, a straw, okay. a map, oh, okay. and silk. And uh, just just to set you up, you were on a deserted island. That's okay. where you were stranded. And I had all those things there with me. Yep. You had a straw, a map, and silk. Well. <sighs> tell us your story. I got to tell you that right now, that it was lonely on that island. It was real lonely. All I had were my worms. Oh, my goodness. My silk worms. Oh, my goodness. And uh, I don't know if you know how silk is made. I don't. You gotta, you gotta boil those worms alive in their cocoons. Oh my gosh! I was basically murdering my friends. <sighs> oh my! I see. I'm just in such shock. It was real hard. It was real hard to make friends with those silkworms, and then murder them to make silk. I needed that silk, though. I needed it because I was cold. Silk is very, very cozy and warm. So. Right then and there, I, I decided to murder my friends, make my silk, wear my silk around. It was uh, quite flowy in the breeze at times. Mm. It felt good. There was a little bit of joy I felt stranded, mm. my friends murdered. Then, uh, well, you know, I did, I did have a way to get around the, the island because mm. I did have a map. Uh, it was only uh, a couple of stones that mm. I had... Uh, put into the floor to, to replicate the various landmarks on this island. Like there was a few trees and also there was a, a small river. So my map was pretty cohesive. Yeah. And I used that frequently to help me orient myself around that, around that island while I was wearing my silk robes made from my friends. And uh, honestly, I mean, what I had to eat for food, all I had were coconuts. You know, Only which are coconuts. very, I mean, coconuts are very nutritious. Incredible. There's a, there's both liquid and meat. It's liquid and meat in there. So I had, I had coconut meat and then I had coconut juice that I sucked up with my homemade straw made out of bamboo. Wow. Yeah. Homemade straw. Honestly, it was, uh, it was more the loneliness mm. than anything because my, my bodily needs were met. You know, I had my coconut and I had, uh, yeah, I had my coconut. Yeah. But uh what really hurt uh what really hurt there, Kent, was that I I had made very strong connections with these worms and in order to clothe myself, you know, a bodily function you need to keep warm on the island, I I had I could still hear their screams at night. Mm. 
can hear them now. Oh, that's I can only imagine the pain you went through. It was very painful to so see them, to see their little bodies boil, boil up like that, mm. producing the most beautiful material I've ever felt. Mm. But at what cost? Yeah. My heart. At what cost? My heart hurts. Your friends made an incredible sacrifice to get you they here They sacrificed today. for me. Oh, God. I named them all. I shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't. I shouldn't have done that if I had known that I needed their little cocoon bodies to keep me warm on the island to survive. Beatrice. Tabitha. Oh, my God. Bert. Oh. Samson. Wow. There's so many. The list could go on and on. Oh. But I won't bore you with their names. I've already made graves for them. So I can visit them whenever I want. Tell them about my stories about being back on the mainland. Being back on the mainland. Yeah. Well, well, Edna, we're, we're really glad you made it through. And you're, the story of your resourcefulness. Thank you, Kent. Kent. I'm a <laughs> Kentucky for Channel 5 News. Uh, and again, the incredible story of I made it. Edna. She made it. She survived on an island I with only a, a bamboo straw, a gaggle of silkworms. And a, and a homemade map. I'm sorry, Worms. Sorry. Blackout. <laughs> wow. I, I learned that recently about silkworms. Isn't that horrible? You, they boil them. They boil them alive. I had no idea. I thought it was just kind of like a, a spider web so kind of situation. Wow. wow. I learned that's... that from a, from a book that J.K. Rowling wrote under her pen name, Robert Galabrace. Oh, the... Ah, the Cormoran she... Strike books. Yeah, They're yeah, so yeah. good. Oh. One of them, one of the books is called The Silkworm. So, oh, okay, I learned a lot. Okay, book. <laughs> oh, all right. Couldn't recommend them more. They're so good. Okay, yeah. I, I remember learning about like the Silk Road, you know, yeah, like yeah. from like history, of but never learned about the, the, the no one ever told you what happened to the worms. There's no real talk. Yeah, yeah they just yep. boiled them. Boil them up. That's pretty terrible. I know. So uh, next time you're laying in your silk sheets, <laughs> think about the worm. Yeah. Yeah. Think about, about the it. worm. Yeah. And I know you probably have silk because uh, you like comfortable things. I do. I have a, I actually so. bought a ridiculously overpriced silk robe for my, for, to be a bride. Well, it that's, was, that's, was the, I was very important to have the a, worms understand the worms. Yeah. They need to sacrifice themselves. Yeah. Stuff like that. Well, yeah. for that situation. Yeah, I, I think yeah. so. Yeah. I didn't feel okay. bad about that. Yeah. Silk sheets. It's a little much. Yeah. Cause then it's like all the time. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Plus I don't, I don't know that they breathe well. I'm not sure. No. And actually, yeah. you know what? They're not that friendly on the skin. Not uh, as much as like a, like a nice mm. cotton. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Zatine. what I'm talking about. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, Austin, uh, <laughs> thank you so much for playing and talking sheets and worms uh -huh. and so many other things. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on the show and just sharing about uh, your experience with improv, how it's impacted your life, um, how, how it's benefited you and helped you just grow into the person that you are today. Um, I want to give you the chance, any final words that you want to leave us with before we oh, go this evening? Um, uh, I guess uh, my final word is that um, this has been a delight. You are wonderful. Anyone else who has a chance to come on this show should consider themselves Please. to be lucky people. Um, and I'm so grateful to be a part of this wonderful community. Um, I'm so glad I went to camp. Yeah. 
Yeah, improv camp next I'm fall. A stronger person because of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just. I would express my gratitude for this incredible studio. So, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you one more time to Austin Irving. Uh, if you haven't, please check out AustinIrving.com. Austin does some incredible work with photography. Just some amazing stuff. You'll see both beautiful architecture, just captured in such a unique way. You'll see the beauty of nature in her in her caves project. So many different things. So go check it out. And while you're doing that. If you're a fan of Improv for the Podcast, we'd love, as always, if you could leave us a review on Spotify or oh. iTunes. We'd love to hear from our listeners just to get some feedback on uh, what you think of our episodes. But until then, we'll see you next time. Yay. Improv for the Podcast was created by Matt Moore and Michael Lee Evans. Edited and produced by Michael Lee Evans. And finally, presented by Improv for the People. Interested in more IFTP? You can visit us at improvforthepeople.com or on our socials, such as Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. Remember, new episodes are released weekly. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.